Forest. Where are you from originally? Uh, Ireland. From yeah. Ireland. Yeah, yeah, the Emerald Isle. So uh, Emerald when did you move out here? What age were you? So I was about six years old. I was about. I heard the accident come out. <laughs> I was about. <laughs> you? I tell you what, I was about uh, six years old when I came out here. Well, mate, uh, I'm kind of wondering. So, born in Ireland and raised in uh, Australia, have you ever had issues with alcoholism? What's <laughs> going on? I'm Shane and the Bogan Life Coach, scaffolded by day and life coach by night. Welcome to me podcast. I've got a heap sick lineup of dope ass guests who are way smarter than me, which is most people really. I'm going to be talking to business owners. You don't know how strong you are until being strong is your only option. Coaches. One of the challenging things I see with grief is that we like to compare. Entrepreneurs, speakers. But there's an element of what I do that can be applied to business. And that bloke at the pub. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The hot topic at the moment is, what do we need to know right now? Distilling the minds of experts during times of strife. We're going to talk about business strategies, Mindset, behaviour. They're going to find it, but I'll see what you say. How to adapt in a crazy world without getting a beer gut or ending up in the doghouse. Nevertheless, let's crack a stubby together and get into it. So folks, this week's episode's with Darren Riley. Now, this young chap is doing a phenomenal job of helping men find their purpose. He's doing this for his group called Brotherhood. He's teaching men masculinity, teaching them how to have a heart and a spine, how to create healthy polarity in their relationships. Asking those key questions like, when does a boy become a man? What modern day rites of passage need to happen to do just that? So folks, if you think he's just another young punk ass kid that's been swept away by all the hype out there, trust me, you're about to be amazed by just how progressed this young chap is. Yeah, Let's get into it. G'day mate, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good man, how are you? Thank you for having me. Mate, I'm doing fantastically and uh, mate, uh, from where I'm from, me, uh, the crew I used to roll with, you'd be, you'd be referred to as Dazza. <laughs> Russell Dazzle. That's the way mate, is that uh, what some of your chines call you as well? Yeah, it would be go, go as uh, Daz or Dazza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about it. Nice. Or, right. or Macamorphies, my dad used to call me, but... Macamorphies. Well, that's from a whole different world. All <laughs> oh, right, so where are you from originally? Uh, Ireland. From yeah. Ireland? Yeah, <laughs> the Emerald Isle. Emerald Isle, wow. So uh, when did you move out here? What age were you? So I was about six years old. I was about. I heard the accident come out <laughs> I was about. <laughs> when have you... I tell you what, I was about uh, six years old when I came out here. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty slick accent. <laughs> Be like uh, Conor McGregor. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, mate, uh, I'm kind of wondering. So, born in Ireland and raised in uh, Australia, have you ever had issues with alcoholism? <laughs> there came a point where, where, it, uh, where it almost went that way, but, but I seemed to, to jump off the raft and. and uh, and got myself centered and <laughs> yeah but but my dad definitely went through went through plenty of years with the old Guinness oh yeah, uh, yeah. and and plenty of years there but I feel like I almost broke the family curse and and uh, I actually don't drink now so oh, I sorry, probably should have <laughs> yeah, yeah mate, kicked that aside oh, right, let's get, we'll get that out of sight there anyway but mate look yeah thanks for giving me some of your time today I really appreciate it awesome, and um, you know I'm always got my eyes out there to see who's um you know in the coaching entrepreneurial business industry who's doing what you know and you've come across me desk a couple of times with some of your uh, masculinity and brotherhood brotherhood work yeah, which is kind of cool yeah. um so yeah i guess we'll just delve into that a little bit i'm kind of curious beautiful. as to um you know what a uh, pimply 20 something year old has to say about masculinity <laughs> <laughs> with it of course yeah so i 
I feel uh, it's incredibly powerful that today you seen there was a lack of an initiation or rite of passage right. for young males. You know, our, our regular rite of passage is, is chucking a shoey, as we would say. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and or, a pub crawl. <laughs> or a pub crawl <laughs> into manhood, which is, you know, which is all good in moderation, right? Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of males today, especially with myself, I found that there was almost like a lack of properly integrated male role models for yep. us all to show the way into manhood. So I, I, uh, it was something I was incredibly passionate about, especially uh, as I moved into my 20s. Tony Robbins was very much almost like a rite of passage for me going into the coaching world yep. and then uh, journeyed with psychedelics or plant medicine to connect into my own individual uh, spirituality, I guess you could say, and, and to really just uncover what it really meant to be a man. Because I, I wasn't sure, and, and there was very mixed messages. Obviously, with to- words with toxic masculinity going out there, uh, and and you know it can leave a lot of men thinking, okay, well, what what the fuck does it mean to be a man? Yep. So as I went on this journey, it was incredibly powerful. You know, brotherhoods seemed to come to me. You know, when I was a kid, soccer was a massive part of growing up. And that whole mateship and brotherhood aspect. And I'm sure we can all resonate with that in some way or another, whereas team sports was military or whether it was, you know, something that, that we felt like we were part of something bigger than ourselves, yeah. right? And um, and with the, that brotherhood aspect, it was that there wasn't just one individual heading to one goal. It was a whole team, right? Yeah. And that it takes a community to actually get to get to a goal. And I feel like this is definitely the new way moving forward. So for me, the way brotherhood works is to really bring back a proper initiation or rite of passage for young males to have into manhood because it's incredibly important for the male psyche to have that transition and to be recognized of when they are now a man and to earn it. Right. right, not just be given it, right. and uh, and to have a group of male mentors who they can get multiple sides of what masculinity is, right? And it's not just one dimensional, yep. one way that, and it really is about uncovering what it means to be a man for the individual, right? Mm-hmm. Not what society tells them, and it's from them to awaken it from the inside out. Yeah, wow, that's uh, definitely uh, some deep work you've been doing yourself <laughs> yeah. for such a young bloke. I remember when yeah. uh, you know I was your age, that was the uh, you know it was just about. Hitting the piss and getting out with the boys and maybe the rite of passage for masculinity happened anyway. I don't know. I'll leave that for other people to judge. But um, you've certainly done some deep work on yourself for such a young chap. Thanks, bro. Yeah, well, it's something I feel called to, I suppose. And, yeah, it wasn't something that I, like – naturally grew up and and said I was going to do it it really came from a lot of deep pain and and uh as always that's the that's the mover and and it was from my own struggles that I realized I had to turn inwards and it's beautiful now that I'm able to hold space to guide the way for other dudes to do the same nice and what do you kind of find uh how do people how does a bloke get to the point where he recognizes that he needs this help in the first place like where does that awakening take place (laughs) it's a good question I think it gets to a certain point where he's in deep enough pain. Right. You know, especially for us dudes, we find it really difficult to put the hand up and ask for help, right? And I resonate with that. You know, that's something like we all struggle with. But it usually gets to a certain point and I feel like that's why articulating the message is so important and being consistent because there'll be an eventual time where you, you speak exactly to the ideal dude and there'll become a perfect time where it will feel as if I'm speaking exactly to him. Right. right, and then there's that moment in where he goes, "Holy fuck!" It's as if he's speaking to me, mm. and then it will start to just shine light on all those internal aspects. But usually, they talk about right because there's a guy, Robert Bly, he has a book, Iron John, and it talks about every man in his life must go into this process called ashes. 
right? Which is actually a process where usually is struck by um, a business breakdown, a relationship breakdown, or someone in the family dying or passing away. Some like tragedy, right? Yep. Yep. Where, where it occurs with a cognitive dissonance. So who he is as a man or the ego structures, the thing he's built his ego structures on actually collapses. So now he's like, okay, well, who the fuck am I now without this thing? Right. So um, all these things he's used to, to gain validation from the outside have now collapsed. So he goes into this process called ashes. This is where the, the, he goes down and it's almost like a lowering of status, right. what happens. Um, and there's a lot of internal discomfort, right? Now, unfortunately, what happens with a lot of males is in this process of ashes, they get stuck in there and that's where a lot of suicide happens, right? Because they, they're not, they don't know what it is. They think it's something, they think that they've stuffed up. Yeah, 100%. Screwed the pooch. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Or that there's something wrong with them. They've failed. Yeah, they've failed, right? Which is a big thing as a man. Yeah, we don't want to fail. No, no yeah. way. You know, we want to be the, the best of the best That's and right. always be the winner and the conqueror and provider. Yeah, hundred percent, and the provider and and and. Uh, but this process is incredibly important, right? Because it's from here all the illusions of the the self that we've built from outside perspectives now collapses, right? So now he has to turn inwards. And he has to really discover who he truly is, right? And this mm. is what Joseph Campbell would call retrieving the piece of elixir on the hero's journey. Okay, and then it's the, the death and the rebirth. Really, it's just like the death of who you are not or the death of the old self and then being reborn again as who you truly are, which is actually a feeling beyond imagine, you know, to understand that, holy fuck, the person I've been looking for my whole life is myself and the realization that all of who I was was perfect and I was exactly who I was supposed to be. So then there's this sort of relaxing into who you are and you can just show up exactly as you are. But there's obviously a lot of process and a lot of deep work Mm. that needs to be worked on. And the thing I find really, really powerful here is that within the masculine culture too, we're very like driven, very go, 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 go. That's normally masculine energy, right? But this is actually about like creating um, balanced individuals, right? So it's having uh, the healthy masculinity from my perspective is having the capacity to be both strong and gentle, right? It's to be able to speak your truth, set some boundaries, you know, um, go to war if you need, you know, bring out that warrior side, but then also be, you know, kind and compassionate and, and loving and, and um, mm. yeah, receiving. And, and it's, it's a balance of both. More sophisticated kind of, uh, kind of bloke. Definitely. Yeah. You can, you can see guys out there that uh, focus all the energy on either one or the other. One at the expense of the other. Right? 100%. And uh, that does bring about some um, discord. I see it on construction sites all the time. <laughs> I'm sure you do. You know, the guys that want to be uh, tough and macho and so forth, but, yeah. uh, you know, they can't uh, can't communicate. Definitely. They can't express themselves. 100%. And, and half the problem is they don't know any better. You know, they've never been yeah. shown how because their fathers weren't able to do it either. And, and that's okay. And it's, it's being able to, um, yeah, I guess like show, be the example of that there's like, a, there is another way. Yep. Right. And that, um, as you said, like a lot of the, the macho things and stuff. And, you know, I found it in myself growing up, it comes from actually a wounded little boy who, mm-hmm. um, like, especially with the paradigms, alpha and beta, all these sort of things. Right. But um, a lot of that is from like superiority complex come from a child inferiority complex. So they really actually felt inferior. So they've overcompensated, as you said, to one side and um, and was trying to, yeah, compensate for the feeling of inferior to try and p- portray themselves as yeah. superior. Yeah, and then there's the other other end of the same spectrum where there's the guy that uh, you know, wants to be the sensitive new age guy. 100%. You know, and he lacks that mongrel. You know, he lacks that oomph. Yeah, definitely. And that could be a problem for all, other reasons. All heart, no spine, right? Right. Or there's way, all spine, no heart. And it's like, it's about having heart and having spine. 
yeah. and yeah, and that's true. And and I feel like that really comes in where there has been a lack of a father figure. So he's learned how to be a man via single mom or by surrounded by women. And they've told him um, he's heard all things from women. Potentially they've had wounded masculine figures in their life. So they've portrayed to him what masculinity means is toxic. So what he's done is he's actually mistrusted any masculine figures in his life, which means he's mistrusted the masculine in himself, right? So a lot of deep healing must go around, around and, and um, it would be a father wound, right? Because maybe the father figure wasn't was either there or and he wasn't present, or um, there but wasn't really there. There but wasn't really there, yeah. right? Both emotionally and and mentorship wise, physically, like showing him how to do certain things. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's creating a space where this this male can start to trust the masculine more. And when he's able to see, you know, masculine mental figures who he feels like he can be himself around and who don't judge him and who love him for who he is, naturally what happens is he, because our greatest form of learning is imitation. So if we, if we spend our time around like integrated male role models, we imitate. So naturally it brings forth as we begin to trust that internally, the trust goes inwards. So we start to trust mm. our masculine inside and we're able to step forward um, and balance it out. Right. I can see why it's so important to get this uh, instilled in blokes at a young age because yeah. um, imagine trying to do this when you're 50 or 60. You, know, <laughs> you can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, definitely. And yeah. and um, I think the the shock that comes to a man when he's about 50, you know, uh, he, the pain will be deeper mm. because it's been so long. Uh, and then, you know, obviously a lot of uh, deep stuff will be there. So, But for anyone who is of that age that might be listening to this, what would be – your advice, is it too late or is there still something that can no, be No, never yeah. too late. Yeah. I think if you want to create the life that you want, like it's never too late. Yeah. You know, it, we can all sit around and, and pity ourselves, you know, and, and do the why me story, which is okay, you know, for a little bit. But at the end of the day, that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I would, if I was in that position, it's hard for me to say, obviously, because I'm still in my 20s. But the way I would look at it from my perspective is that, well, I think about my sons and my grandchildren and I think, okay, like, what do I want for them? Right. And it's actually you still de- got something to give. Definitely still yeah. got something to give. And it's like, okay, can I do the work now and take full responsibility? Right. Because this is what it's all about is if we're not doing the inner work, we're actually not taking responsibility for our life. And that's a big thing within men culture, right? It's actually taking responsibility for your life because all of our actions and all of our beliefs are coming from our internal world. So if we don't go inside and start to shift that, right, and take extreme ownership for everything in our life, then, then you know, you're still playing at effect to life, not at cause. Mm, explain that a bit more, cause and effect. Of course, yeah. So at effect of essentially is that everything is happening to you, right. right? And we all go through different stages in our level of consciousness, if you want to call it, that um, we go through that stage where we're unconscious, right? So we, we believe that everything is happening to us, right? And that's usually where a lot of tough things happen um, and we get a lot of tough situations we start to bring up, um, you know, that why me mentality, okay? And um and that will continue to happen until you decide to put the sword in the ground and go, look, no, some of this might not be my fault, but it is my responsibility to do the work to let go of this, right? Because if I don't, if, if I don't go inwards and shift what's going inside, the outward won't change, right? And this is a big thing with brotherhood too, is it's actually, as you know, Mike said on one of my podcasts, doing things doesn't matter if the things you're doing don't matter. 
So if you are just doing things for the sake of doing them or from an unconscious place, like you just, yeah. you're not creating the life that you want. You don't have clarity, right? So it's actually when we go inwards, we're able to shift all the internal, get clarity around who we are and then go out into the outside world from a centered and an aligned place of knowing who the fuck we are. Mm. And then like creating the life from who we are, not based on what someone else has told us or what our family has told us or what our friends have told us, but essentially from an internal knowing of who you are and what you're here to do. It's about, about owning who you are and what you're here to do. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's a, it's a really important point because I think we, um, yeah, not everybody, at least you know, in the next 24 hours is necessarily going to be a <laughs> completely uh, financially free entrepreneur, no. live the life of your dreams, you know, wake up in a different country every day type thing. That might be the dream for many people, but the reality <laughs> is for most of us, whilst that is possible, it may not be possible straight away. Yeah. So you need to kind of find yourself in what's already happening in your life. Definitely. Yeah. And what a better time now, like yeah. than right now. Yeah, because we're time to sit back and think, scratch our noggins, feet up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, feel the plums. <laughs> watch, a, watch a few uh, reruns of you know neighbours or whatever. whatever yeah, yeah. Boat, but, um, yeah, interesting definitely. stuff, mate. I really like it. Something just sort of popped in my mind. What about kind of the other end of the, the spectrum here in terms of what if there's ladies out there mm-hmm. who potentially have too much masculinity in them mm-hmm. because they've had to step in and fill this void yep. that's been created by lots of guys not having it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really prominent thing, you know, and it's something I've definitely experienced in my life, you know, and, and this comes to down to polarity, right? Um, and I'll touch base on that in a little bit, sure, but, sure, sure. but, um, yeah. So essentially what happens is, is with, uh, a lot of women nowadays, especially with like the rise of feminism, what's actually happened. And I think these movements are incredible when yep. done healthily. Yep. Right. Um, and, but it's almost been as if it's like, um, you know, some, some movements been fuck men. Right. Yep. Um, but what actually happens there is the, um, they distrust the masculine in the outside world. So they overcompensate internally with themselves. Right. So what that actually does is they don't trust the outside world. So they shield their feminine heart from it ever being hurt because in the past what's happened is they've had masculine role models that they couldn't trust. Yep. Right. Um, so they've put a masculine shield over because they believed men couldn't show up the way they needed. Mm. So they show up as the man that they wanted for themselves. But what that actually does is it actually shields them off from feeling the flow of love, which is what they truly crave as a feminine woman. Right now, not every woman has a feminine core. Some have masculine cores, right? It's just awareness around which one is yours. But most women have yeah. a feminine core and most men have yeah. a masculine core. Some men have feminine cores yeah. too, right? But it, this is like coming down to awareness of what's your individual core, right? And you can see it because what the masculine craves above all else is freedom, is to be truly free in purpose, right? So now we have feminine in us as well. We do crave the flow of love, but our core need and our core want is a purpose in life. We can have the most beautiful woman, most beautiful family in the yeah. world, but if we're not yeah. on our mission, yep. you know, not on our fucking mission, um, we'll feel empty, yeah. right? Right. And then women, they could have the most incredible mission in their life, right? You can see women who are incredibly driven with their career. They've got their career sorted. CEOs, high flyers. Definitely. Yep, but they're empty. They're not happy, right? Because they've shielded them all from the thing that they actually crave the most, which is the flow of love, right? And she actually has to have that love for herself first and to trust herself and come to understand that the universe isn't out to get her that um, – her wounds are actually her greatest gifts and that uh, as she starts to heal that and trust herself, she naturally relaxes into her feminine core, right. opens her heart. And then um, I, I feel like the big thing here too is like then surrounding herself with like integrated men 
who she can start to see that, oh, shit, she can trust them, mm. you know, and that they'll love her despite all of her wounds, you know, despite all of her shadows. So, and why this is so important, because in relationships, like polarity is one of the most fundamental things, right? So polarity is what creates sexual attraction. So if you've got a woman who's in a masculine essence, but she's a feminine core and you've got a man who's got a masculine core and, and he's trying to step up as the masculine, but if the woman's never trusted or has a wounded masculine essence, she's overcome, say, she'll always try to collapse him because she doesn't trust, right? So what that actually does is that pushes him into his feminine and um, causes a lot of trauma with him, trauma with her, and then she becomes unattracted to him because he's not stepping up. But little, ironically... Little does she know she shaped him that way. 100%. Little, yeah, yep. like he's trying, to, he's trying to step up, but she collapses every time. Yet the very thing that she's wanting, she's collapsing. Right, because she doesn't trust in herself. Now, these relationships are sent to each individual as a perfect lesson so they can reflect each other, each other's wounds. And then they'll usually, that's a codependency, right? Mm. And then once they get out of that, that's when the deep work, they have to come to love themselves first and come to know themselves first because um, it'll continue to reflect the same thing over and over again until they decide, or they can both decide to, you know, fucking grab the torch and both decide to heal the wounds together and yep. create a beautiful space so they can do that together. Um, but for there to be sexual attraction, um, there needs to be one individual that holds the masculine pole, right? Now, if a woman has a masculine essence, like core essence, and a man has a feminine core essence, then that's okay. Like there'll be attraction there and they decide to play those roles. But if a man has a core masculine essence and the female has a core feminine essence, they need to be aware of who's holding which pole, right? Now it's a dance. They'll flow between both and it's it's holding space for one another to flow between both and not judging because we need both, right? Um, but it's it's just that awareness of, of these energies, yeah. Wow, that's some powerful, powerful stuff. I imagine that uh, many a relationship has uh, gone south for want of that knowledge. Man, my fucking last one. You know, that's what sent me on this journey was the exact things happened. I'm actually so grateful for it because it's like, yeah, that's it. It's like I really came to understand this over the weekend actually was like the things that you're actually most passionate about are the things that cause you the much pain, the, the most amount of pain. Right, so you do everything you can to learn about it and to become the best at understanding it, and then that creates the life that you want. So I feel like when we can really understand this, like from my perspective, I would say this is that when we really understand like our wounds and our greatest pains are actually really are our greatest gifts because they're the they're what you're here to do because yep. you have to go through that shit to understand and to get the lessons out of it. Yeah. Powerful stuff, mate. It's like, as, as our big man Tony Robbins always <laughs> says, you know, we have the option of deciding whether it's the start or the beginning, what something means. So the end yeah. of a relationship can mean... One uh, day or day one. Yeah, that's yeah. it, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Great way of putting it. Yeah. Mate, that's uh, that's some crazy stuff. And uh, you mentioned, um, shifting gears a little bit, you mentioned uh, psychedelics. So that's, uh, <laughs> you bring in a whole other dimension <laughs> to, the, to, the, Literally. to the equation. Yeah. Yeah, you're aware, right? So uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, good old plant medicine psychedelics. I prefer the word psychedelics because it has more of that scientific term rather than plant medicine, you know, but they're both equally as powerful. So, yeah, essentially um, psychedelics, my journey started with that with ayahuasca, right, which is um, which is a vine uh, which contains dimethotryptamine, right, which is a chemical in our brain that we release when we're born and when we die, 
right? Wow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Woman. Yeah. No, but it's powerful. It's so powerful, right? Um, and I remember I was at a point where I did severe anxiety, a lot of deep um, pain, mm. self-worth. I don't know. It was after the relationship breakdown, right? I had a cognitive dissonance. I realized there was a lot of codependency and it was like I looked at myself I had to look at all the shit that was unconscious and um, it was kind of like a big old slap in the face. Yeah, no worries. It was like a, a big old slap in the face. And um, yeah, and then it just came to my life at a perfect time and, and I felt called to do it. So I jumped in and I remember being like a scared little boy just fucking so going to the complete unknown. Right. And um, yeah, initially like drank the medicine as I started to go in, my, my ego mind was like, nah, 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 nah. like this is fucking scary as hell. I was trying to control everything, right? So that's yep. a good lesson. And um, yeah, and then I went in and then I had a vision from like my past relationship to let it go. And a lot of deep healing, a lot of deep like tears and crying. And um, and then what happened was, is like it was almost as if the day was starting to play itself over and over again. But really it was my mind playing tricks on me right. because it was like still not releasing control. I used to get days like that working on the construction <laughs> site. Every day seemed the same. It was just one Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly it. That right. was the exact thing it felt like, right? Yep. It was like the same thing over and over and over again. And that's a great lesson because like if we keep playing the same loops, we'll have the same thing happen and happen over and over again. Um, so like it was a great lesson to let go. Right, because yep. the moment I let go, the moment you realize, oh fuck, there's nothing wrong, you know, um, and that was the most powerful thing. Initially, I was like, fuck, I need to get out of here, and then the the facilitator came over to me. He's like, brother, look at me, and he's just like, breathe, like you're okay, you're safe, right? And it's just it's enabling the individual to relax their mind, and then they realize, holy fuck, there's nothing wrong, you know, my mind, my mind is always the thing that's telling me what's wrong. One of the greatest things my mentor ever told me is like, how do you know when your ego is speaking? It's always telling me what's wrong. And then it was like, yeah, wow. And like, there's nothing wrong with the ego. The ego's not a swear word. We all have a fucking ego, but it's like, it's balancing it out. So yep. it's not controlling you. And that's why I feel like this medicine has really helped, right? Because it, yeah, our ego is the thing that's always trying to, is um, puts a, a shield over us based on our past trauma. So the more we do the deep inner work, the more our ego begins to relax and and then we actually are able to use it like um, it starts to work for us, right? He uses it as it's like a massive Lamborghini. It's like a Lamborghini you've got up the top and you're just learning how to use the gears, right? right. And initially you're like <laughs> just fucking flying and you're not able to steer it. But it's like it's actually learning to like slowly change the gears and to like get the right feel for it and the right steering wheel and and I feel like that's such a good analogy because it is a Lamborghini up there, right? It builds incredible worlds. Yeah. It's able to use imagination. Um, but really, like the medicine, what it's really shown me is like a connection to something greater than myself. Um, connection to myself more than anything. I really yeah. was able to uncover like who I am and yep. why I'm here. I feel like that's a never-ending journey. Yep. Like I'll still uncover more, but um, just beautiful connections, man. Like love that I've never felt ever in my life. First time I ever felt self-love was on a medicine journey. You know, like it's just, yeah, it was incredibly powerful. And from a scientific standpoint, like if you look at the the statistics, like psycho-assisted um, therapy with MDMA, 100% success record um, for PTSD, 
um, mushrooms as well. It's like uh, yeah. helping with depression. Like yep. there's there's uh, reports coming out now. Ayahuasca. What ayahuasca does is she actually builds new neural pathways and actually promotes like neurogenesis. What other drink could you give that gives you neurogenesis and neuroplasticity, which is actually the formation of new healthy neural pathways, right? So you're starting to see things from a different perspective. Can't that, get that with a can of mother. <laughs> nah, bro. Or a BB. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but everything in moderation. Yeah, right? and so what's the uh, you know, what's the sensitivities of these sort of things? Is it is it is it legal to get one of these things? Or is it kind of on the fringes of the, of society? Like, oh, I have no idea. Yeah, so it's definitely underground. You okay, know, like right. it's yeah. um, it's you know, it's it's definitely not uh, not the norm. You yep. could say yep. for sure, it's not not in the mainstream. Yep. Um, but that could change in coming years. Hundred percent, and yeah. I firmly believe it will. You know, and I firmly do believe it will. There's too much evidence coming out now yep. to look away. You know, and. This is the difference between going doing this stuff in a controlled environment with supervisors, as you said, where everyone's there for the same purpose, and um, you know, comparing that to doing it then jumping in the car behind a behind, a, behind the wheel of a you know sixteen wheel uh, semi trailer. That's probably not cool. Right? <laughs> Might be a good journey, yeah, but yeah, 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 you yeah, probably yeah. won't be able to integrate back. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel uh, I agree, man. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's incredibly important. You know, not. And, you know, you need to do this with someone who has walked the path and yep. studied it and has been, you know, had an apprenticeship and or whatever you want to call it um, for a while, yep. right? Because these things aren't fucking toys. Yep. Like, they can kick your ass if you don't use them with yep. respect. And and um, that's the big thing. But with if you go to it in a controlled environment with somebody you trust, someone who knows what they're talking about in a beautiful space, people who will be able to hold you so you can feel safe to let go, like it is incredibly powerful experience, incredibly beneficial. Um, of course, it takes a lot of courage because yep. you're going into the unknown. Um, but I was to say, if there's anyone on the edge thinking about it, again, I would come back to like the way I look at it is I look at, you know, intergenerational trauma is a real thing. Mm. Like science is proving it. Uh, and if you don't heal the trauma for yourself, it passes on to your children and to their children for them to heal. So, thanks, Dad and Granddad. <laughs> yeah. and Cheers, grandma. fellas. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it now. So, so I can blame the, the the booze and all the other bad habits <laughs> on other people. Well, like, I'm happy to entertain that philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Hand it away. That's it. Well, that's it. But that's again, that effect. Though, yeah. Right? Well, it is. Again, yeah. you know, yeah. you're going to continue to play out those habits, or you can decide. You know, it stops here with me, and do the work. And that's the thing. That's is where the masculinity comes in. Definitely, right? And that's where you go, well, fuck, I'm going to put my sword in the ground and say, nah, it fucking stops with me. And that's where you get the empowerment to go inwards, right? Because that's where you feel like it's coming from a man. Because when people ask, like, when there's a moment a boy becomes a man? I firmly believe it's the moment he decides to take extreme ownership for everything in his reality. No longer just, no longer just like, chooses to point his finger at others and say it's someone else, yep. but decides to go, okay, it's all me. But not kick the shit out of yourself, like have a beautiful relationship with yourself and knowing that you're like doing the best that you can, but it's having the courage. And I say courage because it's not easy to take ownership for it all and go, look, it's me, mm. you know, um, all the beautiful things are also me, yeah. but all the tough stuff is also me too. And, and, um, and then that's where you can start to look at, okay, who, who can help me with this thing that I'm struggling with? Um, and that's where in the men's group, it's actually empowering because then you realize, well, fuck, I don't have to do this on my own. 
A, I don't have to do this on my own, and B, why the fuck would you want to? It's actually so much better when you're with other dudes who are like similar to you on the same journey and you struggle with the same things and you're able to help one another, like, which is what brotherhood is about. And, um, yeah, so that's, yeah, taking extreme ownership. And as I would say, if you're feeling of a call, I would think, again, we'll talk about inter- intergenerational trauma. I think of my kids, yeah. right? And I'm like, I want to give them the best life they can have and the best vessel or whatever. And, of course, they're going to have their own shit. And I'll probably hand off a little bit to them. But, you know, I'll do the best that I can now. And, you know, Joseph Campbell once said, a hero is someone who lives his life for something greater than himself. And I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, there's one thing, um, and thanks, mate. You've shared some absolute uh, gold with <laughs> thanks, us today. And, My um, pleasure. You know, I think sitting down with, like, how old are you? 23. 23 years old, mate. Oh, mate if, uh, myself, half the people I know are getting into this stuff at your age certainly would have had a different outcome. But, um, but, still uh, a young calf. <laughs> that's it, mate. Well, um, you did mention um, uh, passing things down to other generations. I do have a, a question here. I was just wondering, um, is it possible that um, – let's have a look here. Yeah, here we go. Is it quite possible that um, you're going to be passing on these dance moves? <laughs> Mate, of course. A bit of, a bit of queen. That is. That is How some, good is it? <laughs> some bangers, eh? I was wondering, um, wondering if that needs to be um, – there's a bit of cognitive dissonance there between those dance moves and the, yeah. the masculinity projects. Oh, bro. <laughs> uh, that's healthy masculinity that's right it, there. That's, 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 the, that's the masculine that's not afraid to express himself. 100%, bro. Well, that's it, and it's like um, – yeah, I, I like. I think that's incredibly important. Like, I love dancing, man. Yeah, and a bit of Queen comes on; those hips get moving. That's it, and uh, and that's it, and that's what it's all about. Because it's about being like uh, showing up as your true self and and loving all of it, right? Yeah. And whatever the way that means. And there's not masculinity isn't a one dimensional thing. It doesn't have know? to be rigidity. No, yeah. of course, there's important times. It's important to have the capacity to be rigid, yep. right? But not all the time, because as uh, you know, as always, it's 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 you get you become unbalanced, right? And it, it does cause a dis ease in the body. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's <laughs> I will. I'll be teaching teaching my son some good old dance moves. Awesome, awesome. I guess once you own your, who your masculinity is, then it, it's easier to step in to do those sorts of things because you're not worried about you've anyone lost else. Yourself. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, because you realise you're all like a multi multifaceted. You yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it, mate. But we're going to wrap up shortly. Is there anything um, that I've missed? Any question you thought I would ask that I haven't? Anything else you'd like to uh, throw out there to the folks? Listen, um, oh, well, I feel like uh, just you are your own master. Yeah, and and it's really understanding that, and that like when we can shift out of the, the outside world and really turn inwards and start to connect with our own internal voice. You can call intuition, whatever, um, connection to our fucking warrior, you know, king, bada, self, whatever you want to call it. You know, you can say you're in a kingdom or you're in a war chest, a war table, you know, that, 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 that's, that's you, that's you at your core. Like you, you have everything you need inside. Right. And it's just, we've learned not to trust ourselves from the outside world and that's okay. But a lot of this deep work, really is man is just learning to trust yourself again mm. learning to connect with that internal voice and and to take extreme ownership for your reality and like the things that you love in everyone is you 
and the things that you dislike or judge or disown in in yourself and and project onto others is you and that's a part of you that being guided to integrate you know and it's and it, this is where it takes extreme ownership for everything and um it's a better life. It's a better life doing yeah. that way. You know, like the ego, your ego is going to take a bit of a hit when you, as you start to do it. But really it is a more empowering and more beautiful life because at the end of the day, when you get to those beautiful spots, you got yourself there, you know, but you also had the help of others and it's looking yeah. around at your brothers or, or <laughs> your girls or whatever, you know, um, and, and doing it together. And I feel like this is a real important part and the way forward is not the lone wolf it's it's doing it together and and that uh, yeah love it unity love it. love it yeah bro legend mate darren dazza Hoorah. it's been an absolute pleasure and i know that anyone listening to this has got a bucket load out of it i know i have and um just lastly how can people get a hold of you get a hold of me so i am on instagram at darren underscore riley or you can find brotherhood at brotherhood coaching uh on the old insta facebook as well we also have the um the brotherhood podcast on spotify itunes it's now so on amazon music and uh yeah the website www.brotherhoodcoaching.com.au i think i think you might have uh, interviewed someone i know on that these sort of Looks somewhat similar to me. It was yeah, like it's almost like your, your doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Well, if you get yeah, evil twin, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you're getting people of that caliber on that show, I'd definitely be dropping in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it was a great, great, um, great potty with with uh, Shano's evil twin, Mr. Michael. So, yeah, highly recommend go and have a look at that. And uh, yeah, other than that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, uh, also we have a free Facebook group, Brotherhood HQ. Um, you can find that on on my website or anything if you feel called to jump in. We also now have a Brotherhood Roundtable Men's Circle online, running weekly. So, if you feel called to that, you're more than welcome to jump in the group and be a part of it. Love it, mate. Well, if that uh, sounds like it's for you, guys, reach out. And uh, Darren, we'll be chatting again sometime down Beautiful. the path, without a doubt. Hundred percent. Thank you so much, Love it, mate. Thanks so much. Hoorah! Course. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, go, bang. <laughs> Just listen to me podcast. You're an absolute legend. Go and add subscribe to me podcast channel. You'll find me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. Yeah, I do lots of construction shifts to pay for this podcast, Rick. So please don't take this lightly. Most important thing to do is go out and apply this. So get off your butt, make it happen. Stay tuned for the next episode.